And we are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another very special edition of Field Stormers for the simple fact. It is the college football playoff reaction show. So as always, I'm your host, Mo Murphy. With me, my co-host, Walker Bailey. And in the building, we brought the president out and the vice president, 1A as I always call him. Back on another appearance of Field Stormers. Pre-show, he was fired up. I expect him. He's going to be that same energy. Um, we definitely wanted to do this show for the initial reaction. And, you know, they get the committee gave us everything to react to. So, before we get going, Walker, what's going on, bro? This committee sucks ass. <laughs> they suck. I'm pissed. But so, otherwise, great. Hey, Chris, what's going on, bro? <laughs> I'm just here for the entertainment, man. I'm here for that. I don't have a dog in a race. I'm not a Duke. I'm a Duke Blevels basketball fan, but I'm gonna say I'm a Canes fan. So I, it doesn't. These rankings don't mean anything to me. Unfortunately, my team is uh, can't score a touchdown. But I'm here for the entertainment because the chat room really set it off, and I'm here for all the all the entertainment. It's good. I it's good read one. none of it for the simple fact I wanted to save any type of thought I had for the show. <laughs> Jeff. You did a great – your restraint, Mo, is I, I, admirable. I seen it at first, and then I was like, okay, I'm not doing this because then I want to entertain conversation. And I said I was going to save it for the show. Jeff said he was going to save it for the show. And, of course, it. if there was anybody who was going to come in there hot, it was Walker. Like, Walker couldn't wait until the show to get his thoughts off. But we'll, we have a lot and plenty to say on this show. So before we get going, what I want to do is I want to bring up – the picture of these rankings, which I am not doing a good job, but all right. So here are the initial college football playoff rankings. So I will go through it from Yo, shout out to Tulane. Yeah. <laughs> and I will go through it down 25 all the way to one. Um, so keep your refrains. I'm just going to read down the line starting at 25 UCF, 24, Texas, 23, Oregon state, 22, NC state, 21, Wake Forest, 20, Syracuse, Tulane comes in at 19, Oklahoma State 18, North Carolina 17, Illinois 16, Penn State 15, Utah 14, Kansas State 13, UCLA 12, Ole Miss 11, LSU 10, USC 9, Oregon 8, TCU 7, Alabama 6, Michigan 5, and for your final four, Clemson at four, Georgia at three, Ohio State at two, and Tennessee with the inaugural debut in the playoffs at Number one, I know Volunteers Country is feeling amazing right now, heading into the biggest matchup of the season so far as the number one team in the country. So, Walker, I will start with you. Before we touch the top seven or eight, just your initial thought as you were seeing the rankings come out, when did you start predicting who would be where? Just what was your initial thought on the rankings without going on your TCU rant right yet? We're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, I am happy for Tulane. I know that some people believe that all group of five schools should just be banned from the sport, but um, <laughs> I but I am happy that I, I am happy that Tulane's in there. They played really well. They actually have a head-to-head -head win on the road against the 13th-ranked team in the country. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. It's one of the rare occasions where a group of five team gets in and actually has a win over another team in these rankings. And then happy for UCF, uh, starting an Ole Miss transfer at quarterbacks. That's just a little bit – that's a little bit personal. Like, I'm just kind of glad to see that they're having success. Um, you know, Gundy's group really slid. That's unfortunate. Uh, also, Illinois. Shout out Brett Bielema. 16th, just kind of rolling along, kind of on the path to the Big Ten Championship. So, shout out to Bert. Like, that was pretty cool. Uh, I'll stop there and leave the top 15 for later. I'm, yeah, let's just stop. I'm, I need to stop myself. <laughs> okay. So, Chris, initial reactions. I know you mentioned how you don't have a dog in the fight, but just the initial reactions. How much chaos did you think was going to come from these uh, college football playoff rankings? I mean, I expect the chaos, but not to this extent. It's it got it's pretty wild, you know, uh, especially with the top four and all that. But, uh, you know, it's – it's, it's interesting to see how – I just don't get the criteria. I don't get the criteria for the committee. Like, is it strength of schedule? Is it – and we talked about it before. It seems like it's just – it's the decal on the side of your helmet. You know, because uh, we mentioned if TCU was had the Longhorn on the side, probably different. 
they're probably in that top four, most likely. Whatever so, number one is, whatever number one is, they're ranked like three spots ahead of that. Yeah. yeah. Just because they're Texas. Exactly. Yeah. Because the brand, I mean, branding is very important. I mean, it, they're, it's showing that it's very important because we've seen the minute te- Texas wins a game, they get ranked top 15. You know, some of those yeah. schools, like they want to rank them so high and like it's crazy. And like you mentioned with Alabama, it's like, no matter if Alabama loses or not, they're still like they hold their own destiny. Their destiny's still in their hands. Like, and it feels like <laughs> Alabama's always in it, even if they're ranked six, seventh, eight. It doesn't matter. They're always in it. They're always gonna find a way to figure out how to get Bama in the race because they just can't afford to have them. So, uh, just just the, some interesting things with that. But uh, I'm interested to hear you guys uh, your your takes on this. Yeah, so Jeff, initial thought just on the college football playoff as a whole. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah one one that jumped out, uh, no group of five, even a factor this year. Like that was basically we spent all last season talking about, you know, Cincinnati a few seasons ago, UCF. Like there's really no no factor this year. I'm not saying that's good or bad. Like that's just something that jumped out. It's like uh the Pac twelve and Big twelve are huge, you know, huge representatives in the top twenty five this year, which is I don't think we I don't think a lot of us expected that going into the season so those were some that stood out um you know we'll get into the top 10 here in a minute uh it gets it gets a little muddled up there but um i agree with you guys they basically said uh and i'm an elitist like everybody admits it like i want my playoff to look like this but i don't like but i want it to look like this in a 12 team playoff i don't like this in a 14 playoff i think they're i don't it's it's about the order it's it's not about the teams it's it's about the order and i don't when you talk about criteria what i don't like that that these people have done is i don't like how the path that they've given certain teams um like surprisingly honestly illinois has a really direct path to the playoffs if they if illinois wins out they're going to the playoffs they play two top 5 teams in the country and then they'll have a you know so if they went out, Illinois goes in. So like those are ones that stand out. So like Walker brought up, like, you know, you know, shout out to them um, as to where a team like Utah is kind of dead in the water. Uh, Kansas State's dead in the water, even though they're ranked ahead of them. And I've said it every year. These these the playoff committee doesn't ever pick the games. And it drives me drives me insane. They don't go off on a limb and. You know, I'll just say it right now. You can't have Tennessee and Georgia one and three. If you think if you think Tennessee's better than Georgia, that means you think they will win Saturday night. Georgia can't be the third best team in the country in the playoff rankings. This isn't the AP rankings. The AP rankings, that's what they do. If you're telling me playoff rankings, then you you need to pick. You need to have more. You've get like it, like Chris said, Alabama's got a direct path. Uh, you know, Michigan's got a direct path. Most of the teams have a direct path. They've they've put a roadblock in front of TCU but I think what they've set up and I and I don't think this is fair is they've set up a, we're just as soon as TCU beats Texas we're going to give them a ton of credit and then that's when everything's going to get jumbled but I think that's a BS way way to do this and I'm extremely unhappy with how they've they've cre- I said it on Twitter they've created a reality show is what they've done Yeah 100% I mean my initial thought it's hard to talk about your initial thoughts without talking about the top four, top six, top eight. But just as I'm seeing it go down the line and just watching it play out, going from 25 to 21 and then 20 to 16, um, like you said, Illinois kind of has a direct path. You beat Michigan uh, the week before Michigan plays Ohio State. You win the Big Ten Championship. I don't think it's a direct path to the playoffs, essentially. Um, as much as we would like it to be, I think this would be a scenario where the brand – and the eye sitting on the side of the helmet could actually keep them out, even with beating Ohio State and Michigan, just because they have a loss. And it, it'd be another way to creep an undefeated Clemson in there. If uh, TCU finished undefeated in a one-loss SEC and an undefeated SEC champ, like I think that kind of caps it out. Or maybe even put Oregon in there over Illinois, just because, even though I think you have to believe, if they beat Ohio State and Michigan, I think you have to believe that you've earned your way into the top four. Or we just think both teams are completely, absolutely overrated and we give you no credit, which since it's Ohio State and Michigan, I don't see you not getting any type of credit by beating brands like that. But now that let's just, I can't do it. Let's get into the top 10. Uh, The first team I'm surprised about is LSU at number 10. That is the biggest problem I have. And here's why I say that. They have two losses. 
They got smacked by Tennessee. I know Tennessee is the number one team, but they did not belong on the same field as them. And in th their other losses to Florida State, who, if I'm not mistaken, has three losses, maybe even four right now. So that's not, they, they got three losses. So they're not sitting at a strong, two strong losses. Like, okay, you got smacked by the number one team. But if you're telling me the gap between number one and number 10 is that big, which throughout the season we've seen it play out, and I'm not sure that it 100% is, but a two-loss team being number 10 because they face Alabama this week, I think it's absolutely insane because if LSU loses, this is their third loss, and what it does is exactly what I said it does. These are the type of games where Bama will wipe the floor with somebody. And I don't think that's the case. I think LSU does have a chance. But these are the type of games where we know Bama steps up and the Nick Saban team wipes the floor with this team. And what happens is a number six Alabama gets all the credit in the world for absolutely obliterating the number 10 team in the country who would have been handed their third loss to in blowout fashion. So for me, I'll just start with my biggest problem. My first biggest problem is that LSU is going into this week Number 10, I think the AP had got it right saying they were 15. Two-loss team will give them the benefit of the doubt. They could absolutely have an opportunity to jump up if they beat Bama, but we're going to put them at 15 right now because that's an if, and until that if happens, we're not going to do anything with it. I think 15 was very solid for LSU, even though they've been looking really good. I think top 10 is crazy. I think it shows the SEC bias, but I also think it boosts up Alabama's resume after losing the game of the one good team they've played so far. So that's my biggest problem. Walker, hold off on your TCU. What was <laughs> your biggest problem in the top 10? Not TCU. Cause we're going to get to that because we all have the same thoughts about that. So I want to wait on the TCU rant, but what was your second biggest problem about the top 10? This about the LSU thing. I don't think it's necessarily, uh, I don't think it's really SEC bias. The SEC only has one member on this committee. Like, I mean, it's just like everyone else. I think it's a helmet bias, and then I think it's uh we need to. I think it's almost like a pony show. Like, we need to we need to really dress this pony up. So if Alabama goes into Baton Rouge and wins by two touchdowns, then we can be like, oh, you know, look at Alabama with this top ten win. Like, that's what that like we can give them a whole lot of extra credit for that. I don't think it's an SEC bias. Because, I mean, look at Ole Miss. Like, they're 8-1 and one in the SEC and arguably the best division in football, and they're outside the top 10, which is fine. That's where they deserve to be. They don't have a single win in this top 25 college football playoff rankings. Totally cool with where they are. But you know what they're going to do when Alabama wipes the floor with LSU this week? Ole Miss is on a bye. They're just going to move Ole Miss into that top 10, and Alabama comes to Oxford next week. And they're going to do the exact uh -huh. same thing. And they're going to roll it to where Alabama can theoretically – get another huge win, which we're going to take care of that. We're going to take care of that problem. <laughs> well, um, so that's what it is. But like, yeah, like I, like I'm going to just wait on the TCU thing. Like that's kind of where I want to enter. Yeah. Hold off on the TCU thing. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Most, most said it, you know, really good about LSU. What I think they also, they did with LSU is LSU has a shot. If LSU wins, wins Saturday night, they got a really good shot to win the uh sec west mm -hmm. so go ahead and put them in. basically and this is where later i'll go on my tangent they gave they gave lsu the chance to fail they're like we put you at 10 you went out you're probably going to go to the playoffs even though the, I, I don't think they think they'll win they still get they put them on the pedestal to win as to where the next week just like walker said Ole miss is in the same situation so now we're having that conversation so actually what he just said uh, makes ag the same amount of sense. You know, we're, we're kind of saying the same thing that they've, see, they've given here's them. The problem. Like, let's just say, like, just in a scenario, LSU wins this weekend, Ole Miss wins next weekend, Alabama's taking care of, they're gone. But, like, then you're talking about Ole Miss has two games left that they'll both be favored in. Ole Miss can finish 11-1 and one, not win the West, and there's zero chance they can get in the playoff because you ranked LSU ahead. Yeah, that's why I said Ole Miss, like, isn't in the in that favorable situation. I think that sucks. Yeah. I mean, and I understand why they kicked our ass. But my my pro, we'll get into it later. But that's my whole problem with the Tennessee Georgia thing. It's the same situation. One of these teams isn't going to go to the SEC championship game. But go ahead and put them one and three. Like right. they've got the, they've got the option to fail as to where Ole Miss we're going to make you work for it or LSU we're going to like it, it's. They talk out both sides of the mouth, this committee. It, it, it drives me insane. And one thing I want to hit on is, Walker, when I say SEC bias, 
I'm not saying, I, I think overall, like the people in the room, I don't care who they're representing. I think the bias is towards the SEC, period. Like it's not about, oh, the SEC guy in the room is pitching for all these teams to be in the top 10. I think all of them believe strongly because guess what? The Everybody's thinking with pockets, right? If the if there's more SEC representation, that's considered the biggest brand of football in college football, not named Ohio State. At this point, for the past few years, not named Ohio State, not named Clemson. Michigan had their opportunity, and I'm not Michigan could beat Ohio State this year. That's not the conversation. But what I'm saying is Michigan got one opportunity and got smacked by an SEC team. A Big 12 team has constantly gotten smacked, the same Big 12 team when they enter the playoffs. So the closest best brand of college football has been either Ohio State or Clemson, and then one of the two SEC teams that get in there, albeit LSU, albeit Alabama, albeit Georgia. What they're looking at is like SEC brings the best brand of football to the college football playoffs. So when I say bias, I'm not saying it's the one guy in the room that's representing the SEC. I think it's all of them in the room that are sitting and basically saying, how in these playoffs can we determine the best path for the best ratings for the college football playoff while still trying to convince everybody as close as possible that we will put the four best teams in there. And so I think they protect some of those brands for still having an argument because guess what? It drives the content leading up to the final ranking. It drives the talk. It gets everybody going. And then everybody tunes into that final ranking. And it puts money in their pockets. And then the college football playoff is a huge time thing that puts money in their pockets. So I'm not saying the SEC bias is from SEC conference people, SEC fans. I'm saying in that room, I think there's a bias towards the SEC, which at this point, I guess rightfully so, they they constantly win national championships outside of what Ohio state and Clemson are the only two non sec teams to win a national championship in the college football playoff era. So, and those are the two teams that typically get the benefit of the doubt, which we'll talk about Clemson here in a second um, as being one of those teams, because Clemson's on the side of their helmet, they get the benefit of the doubt. So Jeff, I'll bring it back to you, Chris, do you have any thoughts before? Cause I know you're here for the entertainment, but do you have any thoughts? I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this. This is so much fun. Like, because because Mo, you hit it on the head. Like, this is not. They're driving us crazy. This is what they want. This creates buzz. This creates controversy. And it's just the first week of it. This isn't even the final. So like, it gets you ready. Gets you blood boiled up for that last ranking, where people are really going to lose it. So like, this drives content. This is right. Controversy creates cash. This is mm-hmm. what they do, and I think they love like. They want people to be mad that, oh, we, they're going to think, you know, Clemson, no, you know, because Clemson's resume, uh, let's be real, Clemson's resume, they're not the top, they're not a top four playoff team, but they're Clemson, right? So they get the benefit that, of the doubt because they they've been the there and they won a couple doubt, And that's a real thing. And that's a real thing. If TCU had the resume of Clemson, we'd be talking about TCU as the fourth ranked team or, or you know. So that's that's the one thing where we where you know they're getting everyone riled up, and this is what I love. This is why I'm here. I'm enjoying this. I really am. This is so. So, so we're gonna swing it to you first, Jeff. Um, before I let Walker go on this tangent. Okay. Right. The biggest problem with us here, there's two teams. It's TCU at seven, while Clemson is sitting at four. I partially have a problem with Michigan being at five. Over Clemson only because, and I know AP poll and college football playoff literally have nothing to do with each other, but like all season long, essentially, Michigan has been ahead of Clemson and Michigan hasn't given you a reason why they're not better than Clemson. And for me, if we're going to use the neutral field argument on a neutral field today, I think Michigan obliterates Clemson. Clemson has shown me nothing that I think they could beat Michigan, period, Point blank, that's just me personally. They went into overtime with Wake Forest, who I think Michigan will wipe the floor off of. Michigan will wipe the floor off of Syracuse. The refs handed Clemson the game, and they handled NC State soundly. But I think Michigan does the same thing, if not worse, to all three quality opponents that Clemson has right now. I think Michigan has the same result, if not worse. And I think if we want to do on the neutral field who wins, I would take Michigan. Like, I think Michigan would be favored on the neutral field, and I think Michigan wins that game soundly against Clemson. So that's my problem is if you take it from that aspect, I think Michigan is a better team than Clemson. But Jeff, Clemson and TCU, that is the this is the 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 meat of the argument. This is why we're here. This is why we come well, in. If we're if we're 
Okay, first of all, what we have to decide here is are we just going to leave like Alabama, the middle sibling, and just ignore that they're in between? And we're just going to – are we going to just leave Alabama at six and be okay with it and then decide where Clemson should be? Because you kind of need to shelf Alabama's a part of it too because they're the ones with one loss. Like TCU's done nothing wrong. If TCU was four and Clemson was seven, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If if TCU was four and Clemson was seven – I wouldn't have a problem with it. Matter of fact, when me and Walker did our early rankings, I had Clemson. Well, then, but see, this is this is then this starts dovetailing or you know spinning out of control because then if you're going to do that, what you're saying is who we think hypothetically wins in this giant tournament. Well, then you got to scramble everything. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like if we're going to do that, Ohio State went in the fourth quarter last week down to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson hasn't looked good. Michigan couldn't score touchdowns against Michigan State. Like, if you really watch the game, like, yes, they were dominant, really had trouble scoring touchdowns. Oregon has looked like the best team in the country for about four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you if you start doing that, well, then you got to scramble everything, and that's what I keep saying. This committee needs to decide, like, if you want to stay out of it and let it play itself out, then stay out of it. If you're going to rank it, pick who are actually the best teams, but they, they will never do that. Um, you know, like we just talked about it, LSU at 10, you're really giving the benefit of the doubt right there. You know, after we just saw, well, I mean, we just saw, we are completely ignoring a Kansas state team that just dem- absolutely gave a good team, the worst loss of a season. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, that's true. You know, as opposed to if Ohio, the Ohio state has kind of a, a spurt, and beats Penn State team, they give Penn State all the credit in the world, then they give Ohio State all the credit in the world. So, like, I think Kansas State's victory last week was better than Ohio State's victory. But then all of a sudden you're like, well, the loss column in the conference, and then it really starts coming back to the helmet. Do I love the teams that are in contention for the title right now? I do, because I I like the big brands, and I like the fun of it, and I like the chatter that we're doing right now. But if you're going to tell me, like, who wins on a neutral field, then then all of a sudden Alabama's like, well, if we're going to play a neutral field, Alabama's might be the third best team in the country. If you're just playing a, a giant playoff on a neutral field, they're a good team, a really that's good team. That's where it gets dicey, and that's why I mentioned the neutral well, field. Of course that's where it gets dicey, but I'd say we got to – That's part of their – I feel like some for certain teams that's their argument, and then for other teams they're not going to use that same well, – that, Yeah, that's exactly what I say about this committee. So I'll, I'll let Walker lead into this, and I will – I'll get back to the conversation at hand. The TCU at seven, there is absolutely no excuse for it. Under any criteria, if you're going to tell me, like, strength of schedule, they're better. If you're going to tell me eye test, they're better than seven. Um, you know, all that. If you had them at five, I figured they would be at five because that's ten. that tends to what they do with the team that mm-hmm. hasn't been there and hasn't done it yet, even though the whole point is they won't let them do it. I get it. Um, I agree with that. I thought they would be at five and that the argument would be Clemson four or five or Michigan four or five. Those three teams would be, you know, four, five and six, you know, right in there. Seven was just a slap in the face because now what you've told Alabama is like, we don't care that you lost to Tennessee because Alabama at eight, put put them at, if they, if you put them at eight below T or put them at seven, put TCU at six, even that little one. Alabama still has the exact same path to the playoffs. There's no, there's no reason you had to do that. You could have put TCU at six, even if at worst, and it didn't change, it did not change Alabama's trajectory. So that really bothers me, especially when they have a loss and uh, you know, a number in the loss column. Um, they just, I don't, I don't know, I don't. They they ask them to explain it. It it was a terrible explanation. They always fall back on the well, Alabama's good. So, like, yes, if Tennessee winds up being the 2019 LSU, one of the best teams we've ever saw, then that, that holds weight. But what if they don't? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, ten- if Tennessee loses this week, then TCU should be five or four. Yeah. Is, is what I'm getting you know, at. And I think before we let Walker go, I think with what you're saying, Jeff, also is that like Tennessee one and Georgia three. With TCU at seven, essentially, let's say it's a close game. Let's say Tennessee loses a close game. Just for the hype, it protects Tennessee to not fall. Tennessee is the five or six. I think we I think we could have that conversation later. Who's the most protected team? There's there's two teams on here that are are are, are protected, and that and that's it so far. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that. Walker, TCU, 
Number seven. We what if we had you? come on here, if we had come on here tonight and we were having the discussion as to whether or not like Michigan or TCU deserved the fourth spot, I would have been cool. I would have just been Agreed. like, you know what? Fine. It's cool. They've got to play Ohio State. It's whatever. And also, I hate the it's gonna work itself out shit. I hate it. this is stupid as hell. You are ranking the teams right now. I do not care that it's going to work itself out. You ranked Clemson in the top four based on what? They have a worse strength of schedule than TCU based on the based on your own rankings that you just put forward. They have beat one top 20 team, and they are ranked 20th. TCU's beaten two teams in your top 20, hasn't lost a game, and plays in the better conference. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're ranking simply based on helmets and the fact that Clemson is likely to go undefeated. So in that sense, I think they're projecting. But what are we – like, if you're ranking the teams right now, if you want to give Michigan the benefit of the doubt for beating Penn State and be like, listen, like, I just think they're a little bit Penn better. Penn State, apparently apparently, Penn State's the greatest team in the country right now. Right. I'm just saying. Them, and if you want to give them the benefit of that doubt and even use the sorry-ass excuse of the eye test – and be like, well, you know, they beat the shit out of that Hawaii team they played earlier in the year, as if anybody gives a shit. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, this is horse shit. Oh, it's absolute, it is. absolute utter garbage. Walker, Walker, real quick. We're going to keep going on with this. I just want to, I'm just trying to keep the fire stoked. Did you hear what the chairman's excuse was for TCU? No, I was driving home. I'm glad I did. It was hear. disgusting. So they, they, I, I will credit to Reese Davis. He asked him directly. He asked him point blank. He's like, dude, like what's with what's with the what's with the reasoning? His essential reasoning was because TCU had to come back and win. I swear on my life, that's what he said. Yeah. Well, as if yeah, state just wasn't did. down. Yeah. To as if as if Michigan didn't struggle with Maryland, as if Alabama didn't lose, as if Ohio State wasn't down in the fourth quarter. All of these things. He's like, ah, TCU, you know, we need he yeah. said, We we want balanced teams. I'm like, Michigan doesn't throw the freaking football, you. But but all of a sudden, balanced teams are so important. Wait, you can't on, tell me Michigan is more balanced. So teams. where was Mister Chairman when Clemson was down thirteen in the fourth against that shitty ass Syracuse team and had to pull their quarterback and had to make like yeah like we don't even know who our quarterback is. A balanced team had to pull their scream, quarterback. We have to scream and throw headsets and hope that the officials call, start calling a bunch of stuff, and then we have to change quarterbacks just to beat Syracuse, yeah. who by the way. Goes home next week into their own stadium and lets Notre Dame beat the ever living shit out of them. Yeah. No, I mean everything you say is right. As soon as he said that, I'm like, uh oh. Like I want to fight everybody on the committee. He's like, ah, oh, you know, there's we 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 were looking for we're wait a minute. If you're looking for balanced teams, Ohio State's number six. They are not a balanced team. No, they do one thing really well. They throw the football really well, and they got a decent defense, and they played a terrible schedule. I'm saying by their criteria, yes. Do I think Ohio State beats Clemson? I do. TCU, I think it's a game. I think the Ohio State and TCU play a, a really, really good football game. So, like, you can't tell me it's about balance. All none, no team is balanced. What they say when a, when a team's balanced is if you run the ball a lot, you get credit. You you or you don't get punished for close games if you run the ball a lot. He definitely so Michigan gets all this credit, like, but you can't throw. Michigan couldn't throw the ball against Michigan State, who Ohio State slept walk through, but they but it's because they're balanced. They didn't score a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, until like late in the game, but they're balanced because it's a slow game. If it's a slow game, like you're all right. You know, I mean TCU TCU has the ability to you know beat anybody in the country if they're if they're playing right but since they were down in the game like ah well no, it's like oh yeah like the, it's like you know the other teams try to win too like those yeah. teams also were trying to win we're going to pretend alabama shouldn't have lost to a&m and georgia wasn't in a dogfight with missouri because they're balanced yeah no it's not like oh yeah man like alabama really great job when you gave texas a&m that play on the two to lose like <laughs> yeah great with, with a with one of the Man, worst throws, God, one of the ball. worst throws we've seen this season. Great job! Yeah, no, and that's my whole point. Like the criteria doesn't make any sense. They they screwed up down that line. Like, and that's the thing. If we're gonna start picking apart, one, I want to be clear. I want to say something real quick, Mo. I want everybody that's ever listened to my show, everybody in the country. I do not like TCU. 
I went to Texas. I saw them play Ohio State. I didn't like any of their fans. I didn't have very many good conversations. I, I, I got tired of listening to them cry in 2000. I just want everybody, me to be clear where I stand, that I'm saying this as a football fan, not as a TCU fan, because I have, I have zero love for TCU, but that doesn't mean they're not getting robbed right now. Yeah, and my biggest thing is, okay, for the chairman to say, like, well, they had to come back and win. Okay, since we're picking everyone apart, Ohio State was down in the fourth quarter. Give them credit. Sure, it was a hostile environment. That's fine. They were down in the fourth quarter. Since we're just it's picking up environment at noon. Right, but it's I'm just noon. saying, come on. I'm just saying we're, we're just, if we're picking everybody apart, Ohio State was down 20, 21 to 16 with nine minutes left. Took a five-minute, one of the greatest five-minute stretches you'll see this season in order for them to turn take away and, and, but it was only five minutes of a 60 minute game, but that's yeah. neither here nor there because Jeff, you and I are Ohio state fans and I will take the win, but we're going to talk about Alabama who basically had to get handed the W against a quarterback who looked fairly well, who also got benched and Jeff, this revisits a show that you and I did who got benched three weeks into the season going into what at that time was a big game against Miami. He got benched. He got benched before what would have been a huge game for Texas A&M and possibly a statement game at that time. Just for the measurement of that time, they benched him going into that game. He turns around, he plays Alabama, and he looks amazing. Also, Alabama only put 300, not even 300 yards of offense on Mississippi State. I get it. They won 30 to 6, but you didn't even have 300 yards. So offensively, you didn't look. That was that a dominant game. I'll, that was a dominant game. I'm, they kicked the shit out of Mississippi just, if, State. If we're going to start picking teams apart, like we can pick. That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm with you. I'm, fo I'm following you. We, we can pick every team one through 10. So, like, you decided to give everybody else credit, including Ohio State, Except Tennessee TCU. deserves all the credit. Right now, TCU deserves, I mean, Tennessee deserves all the credit. So does TCU. But those two teams, based on resume, they, they have the resume to match. They have the performances to match. They have the big wins. And if you have to come back against a very good team to win, then you're a pretty damn good team yourself. That's all I'm saying. Is because you're telling me Ohio State is a pretty damn good team for coming back and dominating Penn State for five minutes, TCU. but we're not giving TCU credit for coming back and beating, especially at that time, a pretty damn good team. But because Kansas State, here's what they say: they say they had to come back and win because Kansas State beat the living crap out of Oklahoma State. I think that took all the air and it gave them, it gave them all the ammunition to say, ah, no way TCU is that good anymore because they went mano y mano with Oklahoma State. We don't value Kansas State and look what they did. But granted, it's different circumstances. Oklahoma State probably played the best game they could and lost against TCU and then turns around and kind of their season's over. They're banged up. Sanders is playing hurt the whole, the, the, basically for the remainder of the season. So my only problem is TCU resume is similar to Tennessee's. One is number one. One is number seven. If yeah, the no if resume is similar, the gap should not be six. All I'm saying, I know TCU beat Alabama. I mean, Tennessee beat Alabama. I get that. And Tennessee is getting all the credit for that right now. They, well, Tennessee they, should be number one. I think we yeah, can all agree on be that. Number one. Like, nobody's arguing that TCU should be ahead of, but yeah. their resumes are similar. I know Tennessee beat Alabama. They beat the crap out of Kentucky. They beat Florida. They beat the crap out of LSU, who was now number 10. Tennessee is rightfully number one. But TCU's resume is fairly similar as far as playing ranked teams. Two teams yeah. in the top 25 have played the most ranked teams. Tennessee and TCU, both are sitting undefeated. And we're talking about TCU. The gap is six. Yeah. And in between that are a couple teams who haven't been battle tested, a couple teams that get the benefit of the doubt, and a team that has a loss. That's what separates TCU and Tennessee yeah. as far as resume goes. And one team already lost. I'm just saying. But do you think do you think it's it's as simple as yes, TCU? Teams they beat and have been ranked and all that, but do you think it's a matter of the committee just thinking that the teams that TCU TCU beat, they don't really buy, they don't but really they, buy that they're that good, even though they're ranked. They're ranked. Question, real quick. Question, real quick. Can you find me any team ranked ahead of TCU that hasn't had to play from behind yet this year? Yeah, most teams have. Yeah. No, you can't. Like you can't find a team ahead of TCU that has not played from behind at one point. Every single one. Every single one of them. Even, to, even and, and, to, I, and I mean, I don't. I say this in sincerity. Like I don't even count Michigan. Not that they've taken care of business, but their schedule is like them in Ohio State. Their schedule is so bad that like I don't even know how to judge them. And I'm being serious. I say that about both teams. Like they're the whole Big Ten season is based on how good Penn State is. If Penn State's not a good football team, 
one of these teams is going to get boat raced in the playoffs. Yeah, and then I think really the whole pretty is, helmet though. But but the whole Big Ten. Why doesn't that affect Ohio State of Michigan? So that's that's the way the committee is getting their screwed. Oh, up. they 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 shit on they shit Ohio on Michigan, Michigan tonight. They yeah. shit on Michigan for their schedule tonight by ranking them outside the top four. Like if, it, you, if they had played a good schedule, they're ahead of Clemson. They're better yes. than Clemson, though. On on the field, on they every, are definitely every aspect of what we've seen but so Chris, far this season. Chris, see that requires than nuance. That Clemson requires nuance and context, something that these pea brains don't have. Like that <laughs> brains. That's the best one of the night. What it does is it requires you to watch. Like it requires you to watch NC State. That's it. <laughs> like, but it, the thing is, it requires you to watch the games from start to finish. And year after year, what the committee tells us, I'm sorry, you cannot watch majority of – I've seen TCU play. Have I watched from beginning to end every game they've played? No, but I've watched every game that's it's mattered on their good. They are a very good team. Obviously, I there's one team I've watched from beginning to end every week, and that's Ohio State. But that's besides the point. I've seen Tennessee. I've watched the Bama game. I've watched the Kentucky game. I watched the LSU game. Tennessee is the number one team in the country. I watched Georgia struggle against Kent State and had to pull away with four minutes left in order to win the game. I watched Georgia, who should have lost to Missouri, but whatever. They still got the win, and at the end of the day, winning does matter. But I watched all these teams either have a very strong case for where they're sitting at or have a weak case of why I could knock them back. And TCU was the one team where I'm like, what? if they were five, like Walker said, if they were five and Michigan was four, I wouldn't argue it as much. I would still say TCU has the, the I, I would say TCU has, but what I would say is they're, they're bringing Michigan's fate down to Ohio State. They're basically saying they're going to play Ohio State, they're going to be undefeated going into that game, and their fate is going to cancel them from that, and I'd be okay with that. But TCU sitting behind a team who's lost at the end of the day, and they're coming up on their strength of schedule, but they haven't played their strong part of their schedule. And another real quick thing about TCU, this is very, very important. They have played their biggest games back to back to back and that is huge because that's health that's guys beat up that's mental exertion that's focus that's travel time it's like you got to watch game film on a good team and then you got to immediately you can't constantly like right now Ohio. i promise you right now ohio state's not watching northwestern film and i mean that seriously i'm not saying and they'll still win by 42 (laughs) that's what i'm saying they're watching michigan like they are they are not like like TCU had to concentrate for a month as to where like these other teams, like even Tennessee, like nothing against them. They are again, are number one, but like after, you know, after the Alabama game had, had a, had a game that they didn't have to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Like TCU just by circumstances had to concentrate and battle for, you know, three or four weeks in a row. And they just aren't getting credit for that as to where like high States literally, <laughs> had had some of their best offensive players just not play and it, it because it didn't matter. Now if one of the high state schedule was, you know, I don't know, Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan in a row, all of a sudden it's a different season. You you know you start bringing some vulnerability into it or Michigan the same way or whatever team you want to pick. So like TCU did that. And they, and they yeah. and they got through those tests and it still didn't matter. The attrition the attrition on TCU did not matter. Like, look what it did to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State broke down and completely folded mentally last week because they just they just couldn't take it and got and got and got rolled over because of it. TCU, TCU a, has found a, a way to survive. Win. They had a road rivalry win. Yeah, four consecutive ranked conference wins, and then it's, went to Morgantown and won. Which, if you know anything about this, it's sport, very it's difficult. It's Absolutely. a very difficult place to win, and they won. And, by and it. And in the meantime, like just because I watched this team very close, Ohio State spent 40 minutes, couldn't score against Iowa while TCU is getting their brains beat out. Like it, it, that, that is a huge difference. And I said that about Cincinnati last year when they were going down the stretch. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, like, but it's just not as tough. What TCU has done schedule wise has been very, and it's going to weigh on them. And they may act, they may give up a game because of it. And then it, they're going to be dismissed, but it's not going to be fair because. They're going to have, you know, one of the, the the hardest stretches. So I don't like. That's my whole point. 
the committee, just put them up there and give the, give them the chance to fail. Like what's, what's the worst thing that can happen? You put TCU at four or five and they lose and we make fun of them, but at least they had the chance to succeed as opposed to like, we'll put you at seven. If you put you at seven, I know what they're thinking. You know, maybe Alabama lose this week and they jump up one. Are, are they really like, are they setting themselves up the next week? They actually have the balls to put them above Tennessee or Georgia. Like, do you think that's going to happen next week? It's somebody's losing that game. I would say, I say no. I'll tell you right now. I'll say no. That leans into what we wanted to cover as far as protected teams, and so okay. I would say no. And here's why I say that: you ranked Georgia three, you ranked Tennessee one, right? Tennessee deservedly number one team in the country. We're not questioning Tennessee, but the scenario that happens now is if. Tennessee, with having the Bama win on their resume, who is currently number six, could obliterate number 10 LSU, which even in a, let's say, we'll just go with Tennessee losing, just for this scenario. If Tennessee barely loses to Georgia, loses by a field goal, you're how do you justify them, and in, in, in the same breath, on the same day, Alabama obliterates a number 10 LSU team, how do you justify Tennessee dropping, but three to four spots for the simple fact they played a close game against the number three team. Who knows where Alabama will go after obliterating the number 10 team and turning around and having an opportunity to play the number 10 team the next week. Like now you're valuing the Tennessee win even bigger and minimizing the fact that you have an L in the loss column, which at the end of the day, if you're a team who has an L right now, you're, you should be coming from behind. There should still be a path Alabama because there is, but you should be having to fight and prove your way back in. Not undefeated teams who have handled business with good resumes, TCU. They should not be having to fight. What else do they have to prove? Like what you're telling me right now is TCU has one more game left on their schedule to prove to you that they are the team that should be in the playoffs. Well, they'll and get a good, they'll get a good big 12 championship game. And Baylor, yeah, I mean, they got what Baylor and Texas left, but Baylor's Baylor not right now. Baylor and Texas on the road, it's bad. I have the schedule memorized. Uh, Texas Tech this week at home, and then on the road at Texas next week. Uh, on the road at Baylor after that, home for Iowa State, Big Twelve Championship against. Right now, it would be Kansas State again. And, and let's be clear, like a team, like the Big Twelve's good this year. A team like Texas Tech is probably. I don't know, at least middle of the pack, at least like in the Big Ten, if if not better. Yeah. The four, like Texas Tech is a fine team. That's that's not an easy team to like walk through. But what I don't like about it is LSU has a like as of right now the path. I'm not saying who they got to play. LSU has almost the same path to get there as TCU, and LSU has two losses. Yeah, that's just the truth. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll we'll visit that scenario. Um, in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to do my chaos scenarios. Oregon, some Oregon, really good Oregon has the same scenario as TCU, but they lost to Georgia. I think we probably should have spent a few minutes talking about Oregon. I think that Oregon can yeah. jump almost everybody on this list. I think Oregon can make the playoffs. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, if Oregon wins out and TCU wins out, TCU is going to get jumped. I believe so. I believe I, – and I, I, think they'll, I think they'll jump Clemson. I think they'll let Oregon jump Clemson because of everything you said about Walker. That helmet, that's worthy of jumping Clemson. But does if that bad loss to Georgia just get forgotten about and thrown out the window? Then yes. Yeah, how do you factor that in? I think it's way. already forgotten about. I don't think. I, I don't think it is. Like I don't I do. think it's forgotten about. Now Oregon. Now granted, it's been Oregon, running rough shot. And if they won out, granted, I think what they would have played probably as of right now. I think they would see what USC. In the Pac-12 championship, um, I don't know their remaining schedule completely, but they would have had a, a – they beat UCLA, who's a top 15 team, standing at number 12. Like So if they win out and win, they'll have quality wins. So I won't take it away from Oregon. But like even still, to me, if Clemson wins out and TCU wins out, Ohio State, Clemson, TCU went out. Undefeated conference champs. And – I don't know how I don't know how you justify in in Tennessee or Georgia wins out undefeated SEC champ. How do you justify a one loss conference champ jumping undefeated conference champions, especially TCU? I could more so see the Clemson argument, but it's still tough for me to say 
Well, now you're finally trying to tell me who the four best teams are, but any other time they don't try and do that. Like it, then it wouldn't be consistent. Like, okay, now you're telling me we're going to put the four best teams on the field, barring whatever happens. And so Oregon is better than Clemson and TCU, but it's, it's tough for me to see if there's four undefeated conference champs that a one loss conference champ gets in. That's not coming out of the sec. If Oregon was in the sec, I think it'd be a little bit different. We have one loss sec champ and they get in over Clemson or TCU. Oh. I understand and it, but, Oregon gets in after already getting obliterated by by Georgia. I don't know if that gets forgotten about. That doesn't get it's forgotten. It's not losing but so bad. It's how they lost. Here's the thing. We'll, we'll wait. We'll save this for next week or maybe even the week after. But there's some conversations to be had about North Carolina, their chances. We're talk, we already talked about Illinois. Um, we, we're going to talk about, you know, we're, we're touching on Oregon and them. Like, there are some weird scenarios out there. And then let's not forget Notre Dame's in the mix. They get to play Clemson and USC, which are two contenders left. You get a ton of credit for beating Notre Dame late in the season. So USC or uh, Clemson, I think a lot of these rankings uh, have a lot to do with Clemson-Notre Dame game coming up. So that that's a big factor because that way – it's just it's just how it is. These Showtime games, you know, get that. So, like – there's some teams on here like North Carolina as of right now can be like, we've got a path to the playoffs. If you really look at it, they've they still do. got a path they could run out and be one loss ACC champs. And I think if North Carolina does do that, I think it would take definitely a lot of shaking up for them to get in, but they would well, at least it, it takes a lot of shaking up for every team. Apparently it takes a lot of shaking up to get TCU in. they're undefeated. Yeah. With a strong resume, but North Carolina would be able to sit there at the end of the year if they won out and was a one-loss conference champ and there's, let's say, multiple one-loss conference champs or whatever, they could sit there and beat the drum and be like, we have an argument, like, why not us? And then the committee will have to sit there and now, granted, I don't, I'm not sure everyone will care as much that you leave North Carolina out, but you will have to explain it to the North Carolina fans. Well, what if anyone what if, else can give a damn if North Carolina got in? They would play Clemson in the ACC championship right now. Yeah. If they put yeah. an undefeated Clemson, yeah. They, they, and if everything, how college football works, we know a lot of these teams are going to lose, right? It's going to happen. That's how it always They happens. have to. They play each other. Yeah. So, like, it's going to happen. So, like, chaos can happen where North Carolina wins. North Carolina is going to be a top Clemson 10 team in two in weeks. Oh, they'll be, they'll be Drake in the top May is three that to make dude. sure Clemson has a resume. Drake win. May is that dude. Exactly. I, listen, I watched him against Miami. He, he carved, he, he, he's that dude. He's that good. Like, and it runs in the family because his, his 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 brother was a hooper at North Carolina, so like they're really good, and they There's can a, they can sneak. They could be one of those sneaky teams that get no, they absolutely. And, and again, if we have a, you know we'll we'll have this conversation another day. Twelve team playoff. We're we're not talking about this. North Carolina is the lowest ranked team I see that has a legitimate shot. Yeah. There's probably three or four teams above them that don't. I don't think Kansas State can make it. I don't think Utah yet. can make it. I don't think Penn State can make it. Penn State's like, out the window. They got two Big Ten East losses. Like they yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, need no. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. To be ranked ahead, that's my whole point about the playoff yeah. rankings is like why rank Penn State there? Yeah. That was my next question. I was gonna they ask don't have like a chance. ESPN had brought it up like which team in the teams I think they asked Kirk Herbstreit, which team in the teams um is, is a team that you think can can and I don't remember what team you said, but that was gonna ask you guys that I take North Carolina. I just yeah, because I, I think they're Carolina. they're in the ACC, they got yeah. one big game left, you know, to win. Yeah. And um they they just the way it works out. I think I think because like I say, Penn State can't. Um, I don't think UCLA gets the benefit of the doubt. I, you know they're up there. If we're going to call them in the teens, unfortunately, Ole Miss just the way it works out. Like Walker said, just they're just not going to get their shot even with one loss. Um, well, I mean, I think that if you're Ole Miss, the way you get your shot is Alabama wins this week. And then you have to win. You have to win next week, and then win out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, good point. Yeah, they're still good. If LSU loses, and Alabama's a 14 point favorite, so we're not stretching here. Um, then I mean, it's like, all right, you know, Alabama's coming to our place. You get a W, and then you have to beat Arkansas and Mississippi State to close your season. Yeah, and then you have to go to Atlanta and beat whoever wins this Tennessee Georgia game, and then you're yeah. When I was saying teens, I, I should I, honestly, when I was saying teens, I was looking lower. Absolutely. I um, think Illinois. I think we, you can, like I say, I think Illinois like has the path, but no chance. Does that make any sense? Right? Yeah. But Penn State, Penn State, yeah. Utah, Kansas State. But if North Carolina has the same kind of path, then so would Illinois because they play Michigan. Yeah, but I think North Carolina has a 
can win those games. I don't. Yeah, if you I tell me right. Now, if you tell me right now, Illinois is going to beat Michigan and Ohio State. Like I, it is hard for me. Carolina to Carolina has an easy that. schedule too. They don't have really have a tough. It's Wake and, and NC State. That's, a, that's Wake. A I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a buyer on the North Carolina thing, but oh, know. neither am I. But I'm saying yeah. they have the path, though. I think that's what they have the path. They have the path. No, I, I totally understand. Yeah, as totally to where agree. Kansas totally State, understand. as to where if you give me 12 team playoff and you tell me we're playing Kansas State, I'm nervous. Yeah, but they can't make the playoffs. So, like, I'm kind of eliminating teams that I just don't think can make it. Next yeah. week, what sucks is they're right about everything they said. Next week, so much of this is going to clear itself up because of the matchups. It may, it may actually makes me mad because this is what the committee does. They can yeah. do whatever they want, and it's not going to matter next week. No, so, and, and that's why I don't want to hear it. Like that's why I'm like, you know what? Like I get it. Yeah, it'll clear itself up. That doesn't excuse the absolute incompetent utter Agreed. you put on my team. Agreed. Yeah, and my biggest but point stands. My yep. biggest problem is like, okay, like and Jeff has alluded to it multiple times, is like if you're gonna tell me the initial ranking doesn't matter, then why do it? Like, why constantly right. have these rankings if you're like, okay, well, Tennessee or Georgia is gonna eliminate each other essentially, when essentially they're not gonna eliminate each other, they're just gonna calm the conversation down until after the conference championship is played, and if that's Tennessee's only loss or that's Georgia's only loss, now you're giving me a reason why they have an opportunity to jump back in, depending on how the rest of the season shakes out. Oh, well, Ohio State and Michigan play each other, so until then, we can put them wherever they want because it comes down to that game. So then what's the point in rank having these rankings? Like, we should stick to the AP poll until the final – the only ranking that should matter – is after the conference championships when the playoff committee comes in and be like, we have a full season's resume, we have the conference champs, we have everything laid out in front of us, and we get to finally come to the decision because for the first time in a while, like the AP poll has it way more right to me than the college football playoff. And I don't typically say that because a lot of times we feel like the AP poll doesn't care especially right about now because they know once the playoff comes, the AP Bowl can do whatever they want. Why? Because once week one of the college football playoff comes, you don't even look at the AP Bowl. ESPN doesn't even announce the AP Bowl anymore. It's about, oh, yeah, they put them at 15, but well, the committee shows it Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern, so make sure you tune in to hear who's ranked where. The AP Bowl right becomes irrelevant, but I think you should just wait because you're telling us, hey, we got Tennessee 1, Georgia 3, the week that they play each other, but it doesn't matter. It's going to shake itself out. We got Ohio State 2 and Michigan 5, but it doesn't matter. They play each other at the end of the season to go play on for a conference championship, so it's going to shake itself out. Oh, we got two loss LSU with really Vegas tells us no chance. They're two touchdown dogs, which tells me they don't have a chance, but you know what? It boosters, it, it bolsters Alabama's resume if they beat if they cover and beat the dog crap out of LSU, like now Alabama looks a lot better and it protects Tennessee because if Tennessee loses a close game to Georgia, well, they also still beat an Alabama team who obliterated an LSU team after Tennessee's already obliterated LSU. Like they're going to use the whole transitive property where they want to and where it makes sense. This is one of those seasons. Here, here's what's funny. If you would just listen to all the excuses from every conference, every team, uh, Arkansas, Penn State, UCLA are the best teams in the country because that's that's how you like oh yeah but that was a tougher game than it looked like or that was a tougher game than it looked like these are the teams that really matter Notre Dame is going to have a huge factor in these playoffs because by the end of the season they're going to be playing better they're going to look better so Ohio State Clemson USC are going to get credit for beating Notre Dame like things like that and then North Carolina is going to get punished for it. like these are the teams that really matter are the ones that like Arkansas is going to get a lot of credit. Ah, good team. Like Alabama is going to get a ton of credit for beating Arkansas. Like, like things like that are the excuses that they use. Even though we already talked about early in the show, it's really week to week. It's that team. It's that team that week that matters, you know? Yeah. But it's still, it's, it's the whole, like my problem is like you said, Jeff, like LSU being 10 is for TV. It's for ratings. It's for, you know, number six versus number 10. But and that then, one I believe for sure. I believe LSU is a like that. That is purely the message is like it bolsters yeah. Alabama if they take care of business. This is a spot where Alabama blows a team out because they have a loss or whatever. So it bolsters Alabama if they beat the number ten team in the country soundly because yeah, Alabama's got a straight path. So it really like it really doesn't matter who Alabama beats. That's why I don't really agree with that. I think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's to get you to watch or whatever. Like 
if if you're going to talk about like you need to beat a good team, like Ohio State and Michigan have no chance to make the playoffs. That's that's my point. Like, I don't think it matters who Alabama beats. Like, if they get to the the championship game and they beat Georgia or Tennessee, whoever's great, they've got a really good shot. I don't think it matters what they look like against LSU this weekend. I don't think there's anything that can keep them out if they win out. Yeah, and that's all they have to do is win out because they're essentially winning out turns into being a one-loss SEC champ, having beat certain teams. And, and at the end of the day, your last game will be against Tennessee or Georgia. So what you did prior to that, if you're a one-loss team, but you beat Tennessee or Georgia, yeah. the whole slate. That's why I don't understand the LSU thing. I don't I don't see the upside except for it, it looks cool. I, I really like. Unless LSU I, wins now, it, it will talk. If, if LSU wins this week on Phil Stormers, we will have. Because a scenario that could come into fruition would now look more possible, but the scenario with LSU is based on them beating Alabama, but they don't have that tough of a schedule after this if they beat Alabama. So we'll talk about that scenario if that happens, because that could shake up and shake up the whole committee. And I just want to shout. I just want. I just real quick to to be ahead of this. I think LSU can beat Alabama. I totally okay. think that. I think they if, can win if they ding up Bryce Young early in that game. They win the game. Like I don't think it's that. And I think that's every team. I mean, I you know I say that a lot, but you know this isn't like a foregone conclusion that Alabama is going to beat LSU because I think this I think the talent's close enough. And I'll say it next week if it's Ole Miss or whoever. But when these games get close, just like last week, if you know if Stroud if Stroud gets tackled wrong, Penn State wins that game. Like I don't think these good teams are separated by that much, and I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think this this isn't a video game. I don't, I don't think LSU doesn't have a chance i think they have every every chance to win this game they just need some alabama something unfortunate happens it can go down that way same with same with all the good matchups we'll get some we'll get some answers this week the oh um, we sure do oh yeah but that's what that's what i hate walker it's good good weekend and it bails the committee out. That that's oh, what that's what the, we don't like. Old helmets are going to take care of those orange-hatted frauds this weekend in South Bend. Notre Dame's going to take yeah. care of Clemson. Most Ohio State fans yeah. will be very happy to hear that. I Notre Dame don't. Notre Dame's going to take care of this Clemson thing and put it to bed once and for and all. We'll just be done with it, and we're just yeah. going to be done with it. And I can shit on them next week because all Clemson has to do is drop a game, and that Clemson conversation oh, is it's over. It's over. Like, it's and I think the committee. I think the committee would rather that is like Notre Dame, because then here's what they get to do. They get to be like, Notre Dame beat Syracuse, and then they beat Clemson. It, it boosters Ohio State strength the schedule or whatever, but we get to get rid of Clemson. We don't even have to think about them. Maybe if they're a one-loss college football champ, you or ACC champ, then, you know, we probably think about it, you know, a little bit differently. But I, I think one loss boosts Clemson out the way. So we about to close out. So uh, before we close out, just final thoughts. Walker, uh, what are your final thoughts Give me your Tennessee. Just tell me who you think beats wins out of Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and final thoughts. Uh, I'm throwing Notre Dame Clemson on the end of that because that's another big game this weekend. Um, okay. So, I mean, final thoughts. I mean, this sucked. I mean, these okay. rankings suck. I'm, I, again, they shouldn't happen. Like, I mean, I, this is stupid. It's all propaganda that we put on TV. Um, anyway, but so Tennessee, Georgia. I got Georgia. I just I, – I don't, I don't think – I'm not going to do the Georgia by 14 thing I did like with Alabama. It's not that I don't think Tennessee's good. I just, you know, I want, I have my doubts about Tennessee getting away from Neyland and being able to beat a team of this caliber. You know, they beat, they blew Kentucky out at home, which I put Tennessee on upset alert last week. Like I'll own that here now, like terrible call mm-hmm. totally wrong way off. Um, but you know, this week, you know, I just have, you know, I have my doubts about them being able to go into Sanford, uh, you know, Georgia and Georgia's kind of been building towards this moment too, just like Tennessee has. So I just, I think home field wins out. Uh, Georgia wins by like a right around a touchdown, seven to 10 points, nothing that's going to harm Tennessee from going 11 and one. Um, I do think that Georgia in the end gets the W. And then I already said um, Notre Dame, they'll take care of Clemson by, I hope they name the score. Um, like I hope we get to that place where they can just name the score and beat them by like 63. Um, and then what was the other one? He said Alabama LSU. Yeah, Alabama LSU winner. Yeah, Alabama big. Alabama really big. Really, okay. really big. Okay. Not holding back there. Jeff, Tennessee, Georgia winner, Alabama LSU winner. And go ahead and give me your Notre Dame Clemson winner since Walker brought it up. Uh 
I got ten. I got Tennessee winning. Um, you guys hear me all right, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I got another show queued up for later. Um, Tennessee wins. I think because I just I think it's a matchup thing. I think the 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 one the one way you everybody tells me you want to expose Tennessee is through the passing game. I don't think that's Georgia's strength right now. I think the on the outside, like I like I'm not saying they don't have the athletes, but just. I haven't seen that rhythm. I don't see multiple wide receivers, you know, getting in the game. I just I don't think they can expose Tennessee's defense like other teams can. But I think right now Tennessee's offense is good enough to score on anybody. So even if they, you know, even if they don't score 50, I think they can get the scores when they need them. I think if they have two minutes and they need to go down and get a score, they can do it. I think Tennessee's the best team in the country. I think they beat Georgia. Uh, as far as Clemson, Notre Dame, I think Clemson wins because I think Notre Dame sucks and I hate them. But it's not because I want Clemson to win. It's like this is one of those games that like somebody's got to lose. I'm with Walker. It benefit it benefits me and most of the country for Clemson to lose. So I'm good for that. But if I'm going to be an analyst and pick it, I uh, I think it's a probably kind of a terrible game that Clemson wins. And then uh, the Alabama game, I already said it. I think Alabama's the better team. I think they win. But I I think it's close i think these i think these teams uh, and i've seen kelly do this with you know especially from all the times i've watched notre dame play over the years i think this team is ready for the game i think they've been you know gearing up for this one and i think if uh if bryce young stays you know clean it, it's a mismatch i think alabama runs i think one you know a, a rough tackle or a, a weird spot then i think uh you know notre dame or not notre dame sorry lsu's got a chance yeah, yes. I will say this about the. I will say this though, like Alabama, Alabama off of bye. It'll be interesting to see how healthy Bryce looks after basically not doing anything for two weeks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, like I know the shoulder things don't typically get better, but does he have a little bit of? Extra he's here? and he's looked great coming off the injury. I questioned him against Tennessee, and he he showed up. And then and, he was, and then the other thing too is I think like and I like I think it's just like natural and maybe it's a little bit of recency bias from like the last five years I think Georgia's offense may be the most underrated unit in the country right now like I Probably. think offensively there are maybe one takeoff Tennessee like I think yeah, yeah here's what's funny their their points are up there everything is up there they can run the ball uh they can run the ball when they want to they're they're very good I just all I'm saying is like if you tell me if you would if I wake up Sunday morning and you tell me it's 49 48 Tennessee I believe it Oh, 100%. I, I'm not by any means saying Georgia is a a fraud or anything like that. Oh, no, I understood what you're saying. I just like it's kind of funny. And maybe it's just like me reading too much. And like I've learned with college football, the more you read that maybe you shouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me so, about it. Yeah. Like I think that because like I think people still think Stetson Bennett's not good. And like, I'm well, I tell you in Walker, it goes the opposite with a team that I watch all the time. Ohio State's. This sounds crazy. High State's offense is overrated the last two weeks. Like they've had trouble scoring the first three quarters of two games in a row against Big Ten teams. I've so when it's all said and done, it looks great. But if you really watch it, there's holes and there's you know there's holes in it. Just like Georgia, shoot me, shoot me, but I come become less and less of a Stroud guy every single time I watch him. Like he may win the Heisman, he may put up the best numbers in the country, they may go undefeated. But like, there's just something. There's just something there. There's something missing. There's something missing. I use. But the word, I will. I but, but I'll take him. I'll take him. But I agree with you at the same yeah. time. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna make my pick. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm rocking with the family. I've been rocking with Tennessee. I told people before the season that's like my one big hit. I get to take like. I might be wrong on a lot of stuff, but I told people Tennessee was going to be really, really, really good going into this season. Um, so I'm going to rock with the family. Tennessee, good old Rocky Top, takes it home in a very close victory on the road. I'm rocking with my guy. I'm taking LSU over Alabama because I want to see All it. Right. Make the committee go crazy. Put a scenario where they have to explain it. Make the committee go crazy, make the college football world go crazy, and make us wonder what the buildup will be where LSU goes on Tuesday night after beating Alabama. Give us a scenario where a two-loss LSU team could win the SEC championship and cause chaos. And I'm taking Clemson, I mean, I'm taking Notre Dame over Clemson for the simple fact, mop Clemson on up out of here. They're not a good team. They have quarterback issues. They're, they're a well, well, they're a good team. They're good. They're, they're just not. <laughs> 
college football playoff good. Dabo's a douchebag. He lies on the stand every time he gets asked a question. He he, he BSs okay. the whole college okay. football. He BSs the whole college football world, and we still pay attention to anything he says. Hey, he just does it the right way, Mo. He just DJ does it the right was way. You know, after getting benched in, in Cade Klubnik coming in, we compared DJU to Steph Curry, and that was words out of his mouth. Even Steph Curry has a bad that shooting. That was nuts. Sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, I remember that. I yeah, smoke that. your own dope by telling selling us that DJU is Steph Curry after getting benched. Sure, Steph Curry has a bad shooting night and doesn't get benched for freaking Sean Livingston today. So I don't want to hear that. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame over Clemson. Build it up. Get Clemson on up out of there. And yeah, that's what I have for this week. Chris, do you want to make your predictions real quick or are you good? Uh I'm gonna go Clemson. Hank Notre I, Dame coward. I can't do that. I can't stand Notre Dame. I wish nothing good for Notre Dame. So uh, you know, uh Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Yeah, and I don't like Clemson either, but I can't root for Notre Dame. It's just I can't do that to myself. It's just it's against my it's against my religion to do that. But we're going to go that. I think it's a close game, though, because every Clemson game is a close game. Uh, I think, uh, what was the other game? Uh, LSU, Bama. I think Bama takes care of business there. Um, Bryce Young getting healthier. I think they run the ball well against LSU. And Tennessee, Georgia. I think Georgia wins. Uh, I think the hype on Tennessee is, you know, the number one team and all that. I think they disappoint the country. Don't be rude. I think, I think Georgia is going to win by two touchdowns. Oh, uh, I, turn on the TikTok camera. Turn on the TikTok camera. You, you, could, you could you could clip this one up and put on fro- freezing hot takes or whatever that's called. Yeah. If I'm wrong, but I think Georgia wins big. Their defense is really good. I know you they lost. Their, uh, I know they lost their guy to a. Uh, um, he he's out for the season. What's his name? I forgot his name. No um, one's there. Out for the year. I know he's out, but um, I think they contain that that high octane offense. Sometime I want to have a question on how much a, how much points a player can be worth because I started thinking about it today and I have some big thoughts on that, but I know we don't have enough time right now. All yes. All I'll say is this real quick. I'll just leave you guys with this. If I say one player is worth a touchdown, that sounds crazy. But if I say one player is worth one play and that plays a touchdown, that makes sense. That's all I'm going to say about it. Walker, you see what I'm saying? Jeff leaves us with the Yoda mastermind thought process. So we're going to close it out. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening on this fire edition of Field Stormers. We'll be back next week. College football playoff reaction as well. Week two or week two of the uh, football college football playoffs. We'll break down some of these games uh, and and hopefully we won't be up in flames uh, in in that reference. Hopefully we won't be, you know, (laughs) off the walls next week about the college football ranking. So I appreciate it. I will be. I can guarantee I'll be upset about whatever happens. Just because Ohio State is going to beat Northwestern by 60, and I'm going to be the maddest person in America at 3.30 on Saturday. Yeah, I love I, college football, and I love being mad about it. Unranked nation of State is not a good team anymore. If anybody calls them Ohio again, I'm driving to their house and fighting them. And getting Ohio them. should replace them in the conference. Speaking of, Jeff, actually, Ohio is on TV right now. You should go watch it. No, we we yeah. do not we do not watch Ohio in this household. Even yeah, my wife. Is that like enough, a, enough of uh, the Not really. No, not no, really. My, my wife Tuesday actually graduated from Ohio. Tuesday Wednesday action for the sickest for the sickest of us. Yeah, enough. Nobody cares about the action. So appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening. Appreciate everybody for commenting, showing love. Make sure you share this to everybody. Um, appreciate all the viewership. Go Vols for this week. Obviously, it's go, go college football. What go Vols for this great week. week. Go the top. I hope the family is excited, and we'll catch y'all next week on another edition of Field Stormers.